My grandpops was a man of respect, had to sweat yeah. just to cash checks, working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged, no trades. Buy a house. That's awesome. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Well, yeah. we're I mean, uh, our our not not to put too fine a point on it, but our our rent right now is as much as we could be paying to live in a house. Yeah, yeah. And so, like the place we're looking at today, if we can put the right kind of down payment down, we'll be paying about the same per month in in quote unquote rent. Because you'll be owning a house. Or we'll be owning a house, and I think it's something like two to two and a half times the square feet. You know what? It doesn't have anything to do with though. Welcome to Mistakes for Made podcast, a house hunting podcast. <laughs> oh, you tricked uh, me, Rudy. My I did. I brought it back. Uh, my name is Rudy. <laughs> this is Al. This is Al. Al is here with me. Uh, Ken was gonna be here with us, and he was very excited. He was so excited that he said he was really excited on Twitter, and then immediately fell ill. Um, I I think maybe he just doesn't want to come talk with us. I guess that must be it. I think maybe he's embarrassed that his game with you went the way that it did. Yeah, we actually met in person, and I scared him off. That's probably <laughs> happened. I told Claire, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Alan and Ken had their first game today. I'm sure I bet they're friends now. And she's like, look, they're probably acquaintances. And I was like, no, 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 I'm sure they're going to be friends. They're like, well, maybe soon, but right now they're probably just acquaintances. I'm like, look, I'm friends with Alan, and I'm friends with Ken. And I am usually friends with people who can be friends with each other, so they're just going to be friends. Yeah. So settle a bit. Are you, are you guys friends yet? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> I feel embarrassed. Like, if, if it's just acquaintances at this point, I'm sure he'll understand. Like, No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I've been only with all the college students gone for the summer, so. Oh, yeah. So, so you've like, been hungry for some acquaintances. Time. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. Literally anyone. So it could have been <laughs> a super douchebag, and you still would have been like, yeah, he's my friend. Sure, why not? Yeah. At least he exists. Yeah, he's here and he's playing Malifo. I can't complain too much. I'm going to put my headphone in right now because I don't know if I'm getting any feedback for you. There we go. Oh, no. um, so, yeah, this uh, this last week, uh, which it's been a little longer than we usually record. We usually record on the, the Tuesday before whatever this day is. But with it being summertime, uh, all my family and friends are getting married. So I had a wedding and I had all kinds of work going on. My, my job has not slowed down. Uh, at all for our summertime, which is crazy. Um, but so that's what I've been up to. And Alan uh, has been recovering from a, a little trip down to Indianapolis. Yeah, I went uh, to Gen Con. Yeah, he participated in Atlanta. Gen. I went to Atlanta first, and then Gen Con. So it was even more ridiculous. And that was because of family, a family trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not too many details necessary there. Sure. Um, I finished reading the book Dune. That is uh, something else that's happened in my life, though it's also not Malifaux related. Welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast, a literary, a sci-fi literary co co podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Realty. And I've been reading uh, old X-Men comics, so there's nice. that. I'm about to get into a, a, a few different role-playing games all at the same time. Uh, Joe, to do that. Joe is uh, <laughs> about running a, a, a loose group of friends through some uh, through the breach stuff. 
um, my friend Chris is who I actually introduced to Malifaux the other the other week uh, is looking to run a Besom or Big Eyes Small Mouth anime style campaign, which I'm very excited about. Kind of kind of depressingly excited about. It looks really fun. Uh, and then my friend Kyle is working on his role playing game called uh, Planetfall, also known as Heroes Incorporated or Magic Incorporated, rather Magic Inc. Um, which we've been playing, and we might be getting back to after he's finished doing a quick revision. Um, so I'm excited to play a lot of games that aren't Malifaux, as well as games that are Malifaux. Nice. Yeah. What have you been up to hobby-wise, Joseph? I uh, painted some models. You showed me them. They look great. Yeah, there's a guild, whatever that thing's called, Effigy, the Brutal Effigy. The Brutal Effigy, which is the metal so one, actually. I haven't seen... Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah, but I don't play guild. <laughs> well, play a Kaladi crew and throw it in there. Or play a yeah. Leviticus crew and throw it in there. Yeah, that's why I got it, it was for Leviticus. Maybe. Think about that. Like, you know how you can only channel so many things before you run out of health? health? Mm-hmm. What if every time you punch something and killed it, you also got to heal and draw cards? Does that sound good? That's pretty all right. Brutal effigy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's why I got it. But I need to get. Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go and do some construct stuff instead of undead next time. Uh, I also got a Tuco proxy up and running because I'm going nice. back to playing Neverborn now. So that's cool. Nice. <laughs> I am also preparing to move into a faction that I've been underutilizing. I am moving back into finish off my Ophelia games. So I put together a Maris Lacroix. Uh, she is so funny. Her, her wings, her, first of all, her arms are such a pain in the butt because none of them, like all of her other stuff is nice tight fits and pegs that like snap in perfectly. But her arms are just bare plastic on plastic. So if you don't do it right the first time, it's like, well, now I have to wait for the thing to clean. Then I got to scrape all the plastic uh, cement off and then start again. Yada, yada. Uh, so I actually took two or three ghosts to put the arms on. But like the rocket is so funny looking with the wings coming off of it. And the oh, she's just a funny looking model. I like it. She's going to be a lot of fun. I also put Gracie together. It's the same sort of thing where it's like there's a cast iron pan covering her butt and uh, a, a big box of booze off one side. That's a really big, very detailed model. Like every inch of that big old beast is covered in something. Yeah. I also put together a Yamaziko and I'm about to put together some um, Katanaka Naka snipers. I bought them the other week, but I haven't had a chance to put them together yet. Very cool. Yeah, I've got but, a bunch of stuff I haven't put together yet, too. So. Mm. From from Gen Con, you lucky yeah, custom. So. I actually didn't get a lot of models, so I didn't get to get. I I had a very small, very uh, streamlined uh, list that I wanted to get from Gen Con, and then I had an unexpected cost come up, and I was unable to buy anything, which means I'm gonna have to wait for a release for a lot of the stuff, including Darkness Comes Rattling and Shenlong and some other stuff. Um, Maybe they'll re-pre-release re it for uh, Black, Black Friday, Friday, at which point in time I might be able to ask for it for Christmas and or my birthday. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any painting, though. I haven't had to do any painting, and I haven't 
felt the need to. I've been playing more video games with some friends. I was recently on uh, I was recently on a a Twitch stream with a friend of mine, um, an old Hillbury grad. He does streams on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He's uh, at the Yellow Dart Twitch, the Yellow Dart, um, and we played some Risk of Rain together on Wednesday last Wednesday. It was a hell of a lot of fun. I like that game a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my hobby. Mm-hmm. Announcements. Um, our announcements are are few. We don't have a lot of. We don't have much. We we sort of went through all of our major events out here on the on the west coast. Um, yeah, these are kind of stacked up. They were. They really were. We did RCC and Califo and um, Wall Purchase, which is now called Breaching the Foe, and all these things just sort of stacked on top of each other, including mm-hmm. Wet Coast, which happened in there, which I didn't get to go to because it's in Canada. And while I was, and I think while I was up in uh, Idaho, um, so there aren't any events coming up. There is a new game store in Portland that just opened up called Portland Game Room. The company is called the Portland Game Room. The store is called the Portland Game Store. They uh, just recently opened, I think, a week or two ago, and uh, they, like I said, they have a small Malifaux presence. They're looking to get more. I think Dan. Uh, from uh, before we begin is thinking about potentially starting going there on Tuesday afternoons, potentially, maybe? Uh, which would mean I have an option for those weeks that I don't get to go to Guardian on Fridays. Um, I may start going back and forth between the two because there are a, we have a ton of players playing it on Friday right now. Um, I think we had three games going on Friday, so six people playing. Josh and his girlfriend were there. They didn't play, but they were there to sort of answer questions. And the guys who were playing, I had seen before, but I had never really met. So they were all relatively new players in my book. And so a lot of our regulars weren't there. I didn't see Justin. I didn't see, um, you know, Monty or any of those other guys who sort of come regularly, which was nice. very cool. And I had at least three people who came up and go, hey, is this Malifaux? Yeah, I haven't played since 1.5. Well, it's too bad I play Pathfinder on Friday, so I can't play. I was like, well, you may be in luck yeah. on Tuesdays. It's nice so, to diversify. Exactly. Having a second day of the week might might just be able to bring in more players who we would not, normally not get because of Friday night stuff. Yeah, me and Ken were talking about that when we were playing our game about where we want to – about trying to support another location another day just because – you know, there's guys that won't drive out to Wixom just because it's really far for mm. some people on a weeknight. And if there's how another was, store, how was the Go the Blade store? It is uh, very sparse on terrain. <laughs> it's nice; <laughs> they have air conditioning and tables, but uh, there was like maybe enough for three really bad tables. Well, you yeah. can start donating, like bringing in terrain and stuff. We're buying terrain. No, and I know. I'm probably not going to – I have some stuff that I'm going to bring over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know how much I'm going to leave there just because I don't – like we haven't – I've only played there once, and, you know, maybe once we start – if we start doing it more. Developing a relationship. Sort of building a rapport yeah. with the people and, you know, then maybe feel confident to leave a box of terrain. But, yeah, we were cool. up there. We were the only people playing minis on – Whatever night that was, I feel like it was a Wednesday. Nice. We're not sure. I'm not sure on the the date we're gonna nail down yet, just because I'm waiting to hear some stuff from work to see what I'm working. When it's the best for me to get out there. But no, it was nice. They have a lot of old medals. 
none that are super exciting, unfortunately. <laughs> no December accolades. Oh. I mean, uh, silent ones, silent ones. <laughs> the really good one. December oh, accolades are plastic. They still don't have those. But I have those. <laughs> Man, those December Acolytes, though, they're pretty good. Yeah. I had a guy use them against me in a collect game, and it was it was pretty bananas. Yeah, they're, they're all right, I guess. <laughs> no, it was uh, definitely fun going out there. And uh, actually, the other thing we're going to talk about, I talked to Joe about running a tournament, actually, myself in October. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't mailed out a date yet, but it's a. It, we need to start spreading the workload a little bit, so it'll be nice to uh, have someone else run it. We can maybe do a few more tournaments a year if we get more support. So that'll more probably people, be at, more people throwing. That'll most likely, yeah, that'll most likely be at Flatlands. I still need to nail down a date with them though. So because there's just not enough. Stuff at Guild of Blades to to yeah. use them as a tournament place yet? Yeah, yeah, mainly. And it's on the, on the weekend. Flatlands is fairly easy to get to. It's not like it's it's mainly the traffic that makes it annoying. But oh yeah. Anything. I remember going out to going out early. Like I remember leaving uh, with enough time to get there on a weekday and being like half an hour early for the tournament, and then just sort of yeah. <laughs> I, I was out there today, and it took me about thirty minutes to get there. Whereas if I leave from home on a weeknight, it's like an hour, usually. So it's twice the time, which, you know, it's, it's worth it. It's a really nice store, but. So it sounds like both of our scenes are kind of growing, which is really exciting. Yeah, Hopefully we're gonna, Malfo as a game is sort of growing. We're awesome. getting a few guys back too from their summer activities, you know. Yeah. So it'll be nice. So that leads us to the, the games. Do you want to do you want to talk about uh, your Gen Con stuff with games, or do you want to save those for like a Gen Con segment? I'll talk about them with. Well, we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about the games that I played in the gaming grounds. I guess now and then, talk about anything else after. Sounds good. Cool. That sounds great. I've got I think four, maybe five, if I want to talk about the hardcore game also. But I don't remember a lot of details about my Bond Shield games. Yeah. Besides it, I think they were pretty good. I think I remember doing well. I or like tying. I think I tied. I think I went win last tie, and I think I won the hardcore. Did I win the hardcore? Yes. So this was at Beerlefo. This is at Beerlefo, yeah. Okay. So my hardcore, uh, I was in Outcasts, and I was talking to someone about how I would do an Outcast list. I think it was in the uh, in the in the Google Plus chat. Um, and I was looking at Taylor with librarians and yada, yada, yada. And then someone, I think it was Adam, was like, no, 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 you're doing all right. Hannah, librarian, librarian, um, so, uh, something. What was the other thing? <laughs> yeah, Hannah. Something cheap. Oh, student of conflict. <laughs> um, so you give Hannah and uh, one of the librarians, Oathkeeper, and then you give the other librarian, Fast. Uh, with the student of conflict, and it ended up working out pretty well. Um, there was a lot of healing going around. There's a lot of uh, a lot of furious casting, a lot of damaging stuff, and uh, I think I was playing against the Toshiro, Tannin, Illuminated something, Yin, 
10 Thunders crew. And I knew what I needed to peg, pick out. So I sort of picked, picked out. I think I ended up winning by one um, turf four point because I was able to kill everything except Toshiro. I just didn't go after him. Um, so neither of us got assassinated, and, and I got denied the one for turf four. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, so that was sort of uh, that was sort of my, my do. That was what went on with that game. It was pretty. It was pretty silly. It was pretty easy. Um, mm-hmm. Hardcore games should be mindless. You just throw push models at each other and. and yeah. yeah. There's actually and, a big debate over whether or not we should call it hardcore or not. Well, I think it depends on your tournament more than anything. Yeah. If you want it to be that sort of twenty-minute games where you're just shouting and running around and. Then I think you can call it hardcore. But if you want to make it more of like a low soul stone, meet and greet, fun, everybody bring your your four models game, you could call it something else easily enough. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is that it's in the format is henchman hardcore. But if you rename your event, I don't think it's I don't think it's a big deal to rename it. Uh, they did. Right. You guys do? Do you guys do round times in yours or what? Yeah. The twenty minute hard cap or? I think half an hour. Yeah, so we did a half hour at, at Gen Con. That's what it was there. So, yeah, I I think slowing it down wasn't, like, I felt fine with the times. There's a few games where it was, like, a little, there's one game that was noticeably, like, wasn't, you know, like, it was down to the last second. Everything else was pretty much determined, which yeah. is kind of crazy, with the 30 minutes. And I was pushing time. Like, I was playing fast. Actually, yeah. That's the way you got to do it, I think. I think that the, the format really only works if you're not overthinking it. Like, I think I think there's a lot of overthinking that goes on in Malifaux in general, which is another conversation for another day. Um, but I think in a, in, a, in a hardcore, you know, five rounds, 30 minutes kind of game, you have to move quick. And if you finish a game, you know, by the end of turn three, which is totally doable. If you've wiped, if, if one opponent has wiped the other off the table by the end of turn three, you should be able to count out early, which gives you more time to get to your next table. But for the most part, I like getting to the end of my games, and I like uh, I like playing fast for one, being able to get through more games in the same amount of time. Like when I go to when I go Friday nights, I play quickly so that I can try and get two games in. Um, yeah. And to sort of cross train myself for when we're at tournaments, and you only have, you know, at Califo, we had 100 minute rounds, and I made it through all of them. Because mm-hmm. I hate not making it to round five. Yeah, it's a good goal to get through everything. Like I said, well, I guess I'll just talk about the Henchman Hardcore tournament right now. So I did sure. the Friday night one. No. Yeah, Friday night. So this is after the 50 Soul Stone gaining grounds. It was four rounds. We did 30-minute round times. I played, you know, four games, uh, which was good. And my list was Cassandra with uh, two silent ones and the December Acolyte. Nice. So that's... I only had Arcanist with me. I borrowed the two silent ones because they're awesome. Yeah, they are. And uh, that was my list. Isn't that the right amount? I think I had an upgrade. You needed one upgrade, yeah. I I think it was the... uh, I don't remember what upgrade I took. It didn't really come up. I well, know I, I know I didn't bring um, the Cassandra's no one. Cost two. Probably I just probably imbued uh, imbued energies. That's that costs one. 
Yeah, it didn't actually, I didn't end up using it, I don't think. I don't think it was imbued energies, though. I, th okay. I should have brought imbued energies. Because <laughs> the one I did bring wasn't nearly as useful. It didn't seem like. Uh, so, I, my first game was against the Vix. It was a lot of fun. This one was the one that didn't quite finish, that it was like Joe was calling the you know last you know 10 seconds counting down as uh, Victor of henchman full blood so blood. Ash, yeah, blood. i got it right ash is leader. Blood. Yeah. blood is blood is blade i like to think of it they go in alphabetical order so the the leader is ash and the henchman is blood a and okay. B. that's a good one to let good way to think of it but uh he ended up uh on the very last turn he activated her and meleeed cassandra to death like as joe was counting down so that was pretty awesome including prevention flips and that was uh I don't remember the guy's name, but he's ended up winning the tournament and qualifying for the avatars. So nice. that was my first game with the uh, Victoria. He had, his list was Victoria. He had Vanessa. Sure, student of conflict. He had a free corpsman and a Ronin, actually. Oh, really? Which I I wasn't sure about those two, but I didn't. They didn't really come up in our game. Well, the Freikorman's good because if you need to... No, the, the Ronin's good because if you need to and you're ahead on activations but you want to keep blood alive, you can throw... Uh, you can seppuku and get some stones back. Yeah. That's what's called that. Yeah. All right, then round two, I played against Hungering Darkness. So I saw that in my... Like, I was, you know, super excited about that with uh, two stitched and a beckoner. Mm-hmm. And with all my casting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to rock Hungering Darkness. It's going to be awesome. And I proceeded but, to just not kill him. <laughs> just miss a bunch. And uh, got pretty much wiped off the table by the end of turn two. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting not, not great flips in that one. It was like I was casting against him, so it's full damage and it couldn't connect. Too bad like, my girls didn't do well for you. He has like five soul stones. The terrain made it tough because I couldn't get Cassandra in to start using the sword on people until after the Wicked Dolls just went crazy. I think I lost every, I mean Stitch, not Wicked Dolls, the, every stitched uh, gambling life I lost. So can't do that and win the game. <laughs> nope. Could not beat him though. It was just like, uh, all right. And then game three was against the Captain with three Oxfordians. Uh, that really? one. Yeah. Oh, it makes him really hard to kill. Well, I didn't kill him. I killed. He pushed all his Oxfordians in the front, and I just killed all three of them. Basically, I had cover on a lot of stuff, and he didn't. I didn't care if he had cover. So yeah, yeah, he got, silent ones. Yeah, they don't mind. And then after I had killed all three Oxfordians, I pushed Cassandra up to like try and get her away from the captain, and this was. I think I did have uh, whatever it is, Southern Charm. I think Southern Charm's built in. It's on the oh card. yeah yeah that's on the back of a card. So I put Southern Charm up, and then it was the last like his you know I, I had him down to one model. I'd done some damage to the captain, but not a lot. And he was on a double negative, and he couldn't. I think the terrain prevented him from charging. Like he couldn't see me at first, so he had to walk up. And he had one swing at a at a negative to hit and a negative. So I had a negative to hit, and he flips two Severs. 
is like a 12 and a 12. And then he's at a negative to damage and he flips an 11 and a 13 and then killed her in one hit with the burning trigger. <laughs> so he got the six damage and then gave her three burning and she died, giving him assassinate. I think we miscounted this because I should have actually counted and gotten points for turf war, but he still would have won, I think. Yeah. It, actually, it might have been a tie, but I didn't think about it at the time, so I just called right. it a loss. Oh, that was the third game. That was brutal. And then oh, my, you're missing my favorite upgrade with Cassandra, which is too bad. Which one's that? Uh, imbued protection, because it puts her at defense seven yeah. and gives her a two two wound prevention. Yeah, I should have brought that one. I wish I had that one. That would have been really nice. Uh, and then I feel like I would go. I would, I would drop the acolyte for maybe the arcane effigy or a metal gammon. Yeah, and then um, put in view protection and maybe uh, practice production. Not practice. Um, smoke and mirrors on Cassie. Yeah, that's sort of yeah, my that's jam. not a terrible idea. And then uh, the last game was against Old Major with two war pigs and a stuffed piglet. That was that was pretty brutal. Uh, it ended up being kind of a blowout, mainly because I was getting really good flips on suits. So Cassandra was able to charge in, get trigger, so she could copy the Silent One's attack, get the trigger on that. Cast it again. Yeah, you, went, you went on the Slash on her. I love it. That's my favorite way to do it. Yeah, and then I also had uh, the Silent Ones. I, I was getting some good books, so I got a lot of extra attacks. Killed Old Major and one War Pig and the Stuffed Piglet by turn two Jeez. without losing anything. And then... He had the one war pig left, but we just called it at that point because Cassandra could have ran away very easily and not died. So nice. that was that was the one lopsided victory there. So that that's the way it ought to work. That's the way that crew ought to work. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was getting a little like I, was, I I knew how it was supposed to work, but then it like after the first three games, I'm like, I really wish I could just get like a couple of high books in my hand, <laughs> you know, for extra casts and yeah. or yeah and. It ended up not, you know, it was a uh, henchman hardcore, so it was a lot oh, of fun. I know, that, I know that in a couple of games when I was hardcoring with Cassandra, I would charge, I'd have a high card that wasn't the right trigger in my hand, but I would burn, yeah. like, if I had five stones or something like that, I'd burn a stone so I can take the cast, the understudy trigger. Mm -hmm. And then I would burn a stone on freeze so I could get the recast. Yeah. And basically guarantee taking four attacks. Yeah. Um, and then if you hit on your fourth attack, your second charge attack, you can still push out. Like, mm -hmm. if, you, if you do well, you can get four attacks and still be nine inches away and have um, the cast the uh, Southern Charm up so that people can't retaliate against yeah. very well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I did enjoy it. It makes me want Silent Ones even more, so... Look, I'll be on the lookout for those, hoping they come out in plastic soon. Right? Yep. I own two. I'll probably still buy a box of them, depending on what yeah. the model looks like. Mm -hmm. Not because I want to play four, even though I do want to play four. Uh, but because... <laughs> They're just that good. They are. They're rotating. Yeah. All right. So that was the Henshin Hardcore at Gen Con with, on Friday night, which is a lot of fun. So the Victorias won that. There was... Yeah, quite a bit of fun. Uh, 
other thing. So I guess you want to talk about your actual games now? Sure. Uh, I played a game against Dan playing Pandora. And I was playing Von Schill with a bunch of stuff. And uh, it didn't really matter. Um, I mean, the, the Von Schills are supposed to have a relatively decent um, willpower, right? It wasn't decent enough. Uh, the, I think it was like, I had a couple librarians, I had a sharpshooter, I had Von Schill, I had a strong arm suit. Um, and yeah. I was going towards one flank, and essentially all he would do is, um, you know, uh, get the bubble just outside a range of a model and then Bishop would charge it and attack willpower five times. And every time he hit, he would do a minimum three damage. And then I would take an additional two to three damage based on how many sorrows were nearby. So he's swinging yeah. like minimum six, getting around hard to kill an armor. Nice. Um, no, it was, it was awful. <laughs> um, so that game, uh, I was able to I was able to pitch some pretty decent uh, force against them. I mean, the strong arm suit and Von Schell's ability to charge into and out of combat, like I could charge from uh, engagement with Bishop to a model that was a little squishier and outside of the bubble, and then make 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 lots of attacks against it. I think I I squished um, Candy. I, I I burned hand Candy hard. Um, but then, like, he kept reinforcing it with other stuff or paralyzing things and then making them be chain paralyzed because he could incite them so that they'd have to activate first. It was it was a really good shutdown. I need to play against more Pandora so I know how to fight that kind of stuff. But it was really rough. And yeah. he beat the crap out of me. And it was he. I remember at the end of the game, he, he tweeted, all is right in the universe because I beat him the game before that. And it was, it was his retribution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Pandora is fun. I actually uh, played my first game with her today. So, oh really? Went out to the store. I was gonna play some board games, but board game people didn't want to play board games. So, there was another guy. Jo Josh was Josh was up there, and he uh, wanted to, he while well, he said, "Sure, I'll play Malifaux." Uh, I played versus Terra. We had a really killy scheme pool. It was assassinate, uh, murder protege, and make them suffer. Sure. With distract in turf war. So, yeah, that was a uh, lot of killing fun. I went with Teddy as my highest soul stone model because I've never played with Teddy and I've always wanted to. So oh, he's really him. good. Yeah, he's with your, little, with your little Teddy who's walking through the half a body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then uh, Candy, Cade, and. Uh, a Waldegeist and a Puke Snake, Primordial nice. Magic, and Doppelganger. Dude, the Puke Snake can drop some damage in a in a Pandora crew. Oh, I'm gonna well, make you insignificant, and you're gonna take three damage. He was mainly my make them suffer high in the corner model, oh, so yeah. I didn't really push him push in with that just because I didn't he didn't reveal his schemes for a while because he. He actually made it, that was the biggest thing of the game, was he made a mistake and picked Distract instead of uh, Murder Protégé. Because mm. so Teddy he, dies. Yeah, no, he, I don't, I think he, he was saying he grabbed the wrong one, I'm not sure if he, like, but he by the time he realized it, it was too late to, like, go back and be like, oh, I really meant to take Murder Protégé on Teddy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't want to do that, because that's, you know, like, <laughs> 
it was Teddy was already dead at that point when he realized his mistake. And he was like, uh, oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was actually pretty. Teddy didn't really do anything. He acted as Killjoy bait. He was playing Terra with Killjoy and Bet. So that was pretty brutal. Uh, I had a fast Killjoy charge Teddy on turn one, kill him as he will, because Teddy's you know only got three hits from Killjoy. I couldn't beat him on anything, so yeah. he killed Teddy. But it set me up for turn two, Pandora, to go ahead and just murder uh, Killjoy back, paralyzed him, put him on one wound, and then had a. Uh, Kate walk over and finish him off. So, yeah, nice. I got that was my mur I had un undeclared murder protege just because the ability for him to move Killjoy around. I didn't want to declare it and then have him just be like, "Oh, Killjoy's gonna hide in the back corner." Yeah, <laughs> and then I just lose you know, three points. Yeah, uh, and then it just got even more. Well, I'm just, gonna not, uh, I'm just gonna not unbury him then. Yeah, exactly. Until turn five. <laughs> no, so yeah, it, it got pretty. So Bet popped up. I I paralyzed Bet with Pandora, the next turn, but uh, proceeded to uh, then kill Bet just on accident with a willpower duel. Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun, and then she buried and popped back out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was really good with Terra, you know, the barrier and unbarrier and fast and all that was fun. Um, also, yeah. So Teddy did. Teddy basically all he did was die and set up Killjoy to take the fall. So that worked out fairly well. And then uh, I had he brought a dead Doxy and three rotten bells, which. Seemed okay, but didn't really do much. A little too specialized. Yeah, I think once Killjoy was dead, it was kind of, I couldn't really get the point of him, but. It was like one I or two mean, of each would probably be okay. Yeah, he was trying to put me on negatives a lot, which he did a couple times. Like he put Candy on negatives, but then I sent her home, so she just buried until the next turn. And then same thing with, he tried to do it to some other stuff, but I kept winning duels, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, uh, but I couldn't get to Tariff. I had to assassinate. He had to assassinate. Neither of us managed to kill him. I actually ended up kind of being really close just because I didn't really know what I was doing. And totally botched it and wasted a red joker on something that wasn't important. And then mm. he moved up with Terra and was like, you know, he lured Terra up and then cast uh, or tried to, to bury Pandora three times with the take one damage and do a duel. Yeah. At that point, I only had one ten left in hand, so it was like I was top decking. You know, I used the ten on one of them, and then I had to top nice. deck the other two. And I managed. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> Willpower seven makes it pretty easy. All you need is a six to not get buried. So, yeah, it's a little better than average that you'll hit it. And I did. I got lucky because he would have won. I ended up winning. It would have five to. He got turf four every turn, so four. Yeah, yep. mm -hmm. and that was my first game of Pandora, so that's fun. Nice. Hate that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't seem like she didn't seem like a ton of fun. I mean, she does some cool stuff. I like uh, her abilities. Her push is cool. 
I've seen some grossness coming out of her. Uh, yeah. It's kind of scary. I, I'm glad when I played against Dan Meyer, not Dan Meyer, uh, Mark Hanford, that I got to play against his um, Lilith, because I'm more used to seeing Lilith, and I can sort of yeah. understand what she is. I am terrified of, a, of strong Pandora players, and Dan, Dan's good, I just don't know. I, mean, I think he's abusing some mechanics. I don't know if he's playing it well yet. Mm -hmm. That being said, he beat me. He beat me soundly, but I still feel like he's got some growth to do with Pandora. Uh, and once he gets there, it's going to be devastating. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So my last game, game five with Von Schill, uh, was against Monty. He was playing as Guild McMorning. And uh, it was all I could do not to be like, why aren't we, why aren't we switching crews? Why am I not playing that crew? <laughs> um, he was, he brought McMorning and an Executioner. I don't think he brought Frank. He didn't bring the Guild Autops or the, the uh, Brutal Effigy, which I chastised him about. <laughs> uh, I think he brought, man, this is more than two weeks ago. I'm, I didn't write anything down about it. Uh, long story short, um, he and I basically just kept butting heads against each other. I think I killed most of his stuff, but I wasn't getting any points for it because the scheme pool was all crazy. Um, uh, and I think at the end of the day, we came down to a tie. Um, I remember, I remember enjoying Von Schill, but again, it's like his, his, his straightforwardness makes it really difficult to pull out. Like, I, I like it when my master is able to help me get schemes besides just, I'm going to go kill that thing, or I'm going to be where I need to be. Um, so a lot of that sort of frustrates me. I do love his ability to take four attacks per turn if he uses the finish the cur on himself. That was pretty rad. I think I did kill McMorning at the end of the day, and I had to basically do it three times because, uh, of course, he heals himself when he attacks. At one point in time, I had him down to one wound, and then a nurse paralyzed him, and I had to start again. Um, all in all, it was a really fun game, and I I know that I was pitching ideas at Monty as, as they were coming up. I was like, no, 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 here's what you want to do, because uh, uh, I, I am that way when I play games, and then on top of that, it was a master who I'm very excited about. Um, so that was a, it was a really fun game. Uh, it was definitely a learning, learning moment, and I... Uh, finished out Outcasts and Von Schill that day, uh, which is really cool. Yay. Yeah. Your turn. All right, so the other games I played were at Gen Con. Uh, we still haven't recorded our before we begin episode with me and Joe, but uh, between that and Gen Con I, and the game with Ken, I finished out The Arcanist. So. Nice. Going into Gen Con, I had two games left with Colette and two games left with Kyrus, so uh, I knew I was going to take them. That's all I brought with me. It worked out well because I ended up having to fly last minute, so was <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I didn't bring my big bag. That would have been sad for checking uh, luggage or whatever. And then uh, I started out game one. I brought Colette. This was in Headhunter. I like Colette and Headhunter. That's why oh, I brought her. Headhunter, yeah. And I, but I. I'm gonna throw a six on the table to score a victory yeah. point. Yeah, I didn't look at the terrain though, and there's a lot of trenches with hard to uh, imp with uh, what's the word for that? So no, makes it hard to walk through. Which one is that? Rough. No. Anyway, 
yeah, so there was a lot of muck that I had to walk through at half movement. Uh, so she, actually, the game was against Ophelia with Mike Guy on the... Yeah, I, I like here. Mike from our from the Thinking Luck Facebook group, which is the Gremlin-only Facebook group. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he, he is, he's a great artist. Like, his, his stuff that he paints and, and uh, presents on, on the website is really good. Um, he look, his beard looks fantastic. Is his beard fantastic? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, man. Yeah. So he was <laughs> cool. Uh, he actually came up to me after the game a little while later and was like, oh, I didn't realize that you're from the podcast. So that was the first time I think anybody's ever been like, oh, I listened to your podcast like in real life, so that was fun. Nice. Yeah, but he was—he played really well with Ophelia. I played very poorly with Colette because I hadn't played her in six months and just, for some reason, didn't think that was a big deal. That sounds like it's going to become Colette. a theme because I didn't know of another game that was Ophelia versus Colette that didn't end well. Well, this one this one was a lot less close than it seemed at the end. It ended up being an 8-9 loss, so I lost uh, by one VP. And it was not nearly that close. It was brutal. I, the only way it stayed that close is because Cassandra was just an MVP. So, like, turn three and four, Cassandra, or it was either three and four or four and five, but Cassandra took two attacks from... She, she took an attack from Maris, got lit on fire. I proceeded to prompt her... This is how she died. I proceeded to prompt her to pat down one so she wouldn't die. So that was the first turn. After taking a, three attacks or two attacks from Ophelia and a charge from Francois. So I survived that on turn four and claimed a head marker. So, yeah, that was her turn four. And then turn, it was either turn four or five. She uh, basically survived almost to the end of the turn before she was killed. So it was ridiculous. Wasted so much AP, claimed heads. Kept it a close game. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, I basically I got really aggressive with Joss and a uh, Corfi and didn't realize exactly how killy Ophelia's crew is. Very the answer is very killy. Before, so it was my first time playing against them. Yeah, Mouse hasn't played killy. against you. What? Mouse hasn't played her against you. No, I I, I know that they were very killy, but I didn't realize quite how much they could do. And it came really close. Like I was, I was hoping Joss would get the reactivate, but he ended up just dying. Just right dying, yeah. With the chain activation and everything. So, yeah. And that crew uh, is so much more interesting to me than Perdita is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her her guns that are all of the the throwaway guns give her so many interesting utility things. Like she's got. Uh, a flamethrower that can clear paralyze. She's got a jug rocket that can place a friendly model within eight inches. She's got um, yeah. uh, just so many interesting things that she can do. With well, it seems like there's a bunch of fun stuff going on. Oh, no, a threatening gun gives a friendly obey. Yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, for you use Raimi, and then you have him go reckless, and then he focuses and shoots at whatever, 30 inches. And then for his reckless action, he focuses again. And then Ophelia uses her ability to give him an extra attack at a negative twist, but you've already focused. So you're coming yeah. here to a straight flip to attack and a plus flip to damage. And it, nice. is, it is fantastic. Yeah. 
a good way to get a lot of damage off really early. Yeah, Mike ended up, uh, I think, he, I don't know what place he finished, but he ended up uh, being best gremlin. I think he was going into the last round at 2-0, and so. Nice. On the... In the in the top table, the way it worked with the three rounds was basically, if you won all three games, you qualified for the avatars tournament. So, you know, if you didn't win all three, you pretty much were guaranteed, other than like something odd happening, that you wouldn't get in. So, uh, yeah, so he was in good shape going into the last round at least. Uh, and then I played Kyrus in my second game, and this was against Pandora. Mm. Uh, this also sounds like it's becoming a theme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is with uh, John, who I don't—I didn't catch his last name, but he's from Chicago area. We actually played against him in the team tournament at the. Oh, was he the one who played? Uh, yeah, he played Pandora in the team tournament. It was him and him and Sean were. were yeah, the yeah, they right? were up the two Chicago. I know he helps with Adepticon. I don't know exactly his role, but I know that they're. Both work on it, so that was really cool to play against him again. He's a real nice guy. It's turf war in that one. Uh, John plays Pandora, and he he knows her very well, so it's not easy to beat him with her. He actually ended up. Yeah, I know. He ended up qualifying. uh, He was I I don't know what position on the final rankings, but so he's one of the people who went three and zero. So that was really exciting. Played against him, and rightly so. Yeah. You're playing a uh, lot of people who qualify for Masters. Yeah. The, <laughs> so he was, uh, yeah, I have to talk to Joe about that. I was on a loss and he was on a win, so I, don't, I got paired up. Was, yeah. <laughs> Collusion. Oh, yeah. He's trying to gun for me. I mean, I couldn't play Sunday anyway, so I didn't really, I wasn't that, I wasn't that in it to win it, you know. Yeah. Because I knew I wasn't going to be there Sunday. But, uh, so this game, I brought Kyrus, uh, Yeah, this was good. Cassandra was good in this one. She killed his doppelganger pretty early, which helped me deny his breakthrough. Unfortunately, it didn't end up mattering as he had assassinate. Uh, actually, no, he didn't. This was the best. He, he completely bluffed me. I thought for sure he had assassinate on Curious. She just threw so much at her. So I mm. moved Joss up to try and help, and then he just murdered him real quick. I was like, murder protege. I'm like, oh. <laughs> bluffed. I, mean, I had no idea he had it, and it was just like, oh, dang! And I had I had murder protege on the Widowweaver. <laughs> I had murder protege on the Widowweaver, and I thought it wouldn't be as hard because I had Cassandra on that side who could come up. But then he just managed to lock down a lot of my stuff, and it was basically Cassandra v versus the Widowweaver. And Cassandra also needed to do my breakthrough because I think she ended up being my last, my only model on the table. That was another theme for the uh, day. Colette was standing alone in the first round, surrounded by uh, scheme markers, and then Cassandra was the same thing in game two. So, <laughs> yeah, he got he sort of ran away with it at the end. It was ended up being a it was either five seven or six eight. I can't I didn't I didn't write it down at the time. So I don't think though. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was a close differential. I managed to keep it close. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't. I don't think other than. Like a Hail Mary, like me red jokering a damage against the Widow Weaver, and then him attacking Cassandra and me having the mask to ditch for a free ski marker. There was no way I was gonna beat him. Yeah. You know? That was that was my that was my Hail Mary play was okay, so 
I'll attack the Widow Weaver and kill her, and then he'll shoot it. Pan, he'll shoot at Cassandra with Pandora, and I'll have a mask. High, and it was like, there's no way it's gonna happen. And he he knew what I was doing too, so he wasn't gonna attack Cassandra and give me the free one. So <laughs> it ended up being <laughs> a moot point, you know. Uh, yeah, so that was the one. That was game two. That was another rough one. Yeah, I, sh I should have really pushed with Kyrus to just kill the Widow Weaver, but I had him on Assassinate, so I was trying to not just completely have Kyrus die. So <laughs> if I had been able to figure that one out, then it would have been a little different game. I could have been a little more reckless with Kyrus and kept Joss back a little ways. Sounds, like he, happy sounds like he did a good, strong bluff, and it, and it worked out. That's hard to read. For sure. Yeah. Well, and the unrevealed murder protege, you know. That's also true, yeah. You're giving up the point, but, you know, making it a lot easier to get, so. It worked out for him. Uh, uh, I played Kyrus. This time it was against Lilith, and this was against Adam of Cheated Favorites Radio. So that was fun. Getting to play Adam. I think this is the first time we've ever played, so we've talked on the internet before so it was fun sitting down again we were pretty close to the bottom table i think we were the one off the bottom table at this point so <laughs> nice. two losses each yeah uh so this was collect the bounty with spring the trap uh in the pool so curious i was burning all the way because it's so easy with her with grab and drop to get spring the trap and I also had frame on one of my gunsmiths. Uh, that was, I figured that would be a fairly easy one to get. He had, he didn't bring Barbaros, he just had Lilith, but she's pretty murdery. And I, you know, just thought I'd go for it. It's an easy scheme, usually. And it ended up working out. He was, I brought a lot of minions and he was very leery about killing them with Lilith. So it was pretty tough. He ended up, uh, but at some point he had to just commit and he tried to kill the gunsmith. He knocked her down to one wound when I managed to move both Corophy attack four or three times between the two of them and hit her, Lilith for one to black blood onto the gunsmith to kill her. So I got the murder, the frame for murder points right there, which is good. <laughs> you forced him with a black blood. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it had to happen because he wasn't going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> he he was he was very leery about killing anything. So uh, he had two wall guys that were trying to do his protect territory, and they were succeeding very well. Except for my, I brought the soulstone miner, and he popped up and attacked one of them. And between him and a gunsmith, they managed to kill one of them. Nice. Which put a lot of pressure on his other side. He ended up getting all three points because of the uh, what's it called, the primordial magic, and mm -hmm. having two markers right next to it. And I nice. couldn't get over there to kill them. It was pretty. Is a the climactic end there it was Kyrus facing off versus Lilith, and I was trying to grab and drop her. And I had a thirteen in hand. I was going to grab and drop her, pick her up, bring her over to, and then set her so I could attack either the primordial magic or the Waldegeist on the last turn and either kill one or both of them to deny. But uh, I black jokered the flip for grab and drop, so it was <laughs> no. a moot point. Yeah, he had assassinate versus Kyrus. This is his first game playing against Kyrus. He was saying so. All right. Uh, he went with assassinate, and when I play Kyrus, I don't really put her out in the front, 
and left. She's more of a sit back and hand out some burning and help my, my crew go. Definitely days that I'm like, I want to charge with Karis because I know I can, and then it's got flare, and then yeah, yeah. So no, sometimes that, that sometimes I get caught out, but yeah, that that does happen. And you know, if assassinate wasn't in the pool, I might be a little more open to doing that. Right. Uh, so, I, <clears throat> but. With Spring the Trap, I got two points just from Corfi flying 14 inches and dropping ski markers because they were on fire at the beginning of their activation. Uh, I didn't get the third marker down just because he was playing very anti-Spring the Trap and like running away a lot with Lilith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finding Spring but, the Trap is actually one of the harder ones to get because you need to have a good, like, if you can bring a performer and a mannequin that's going to let you chuck them, I guess all you need is a mannequin. If you can bring a mannequin to let you chuck them, like you can do that potentially yeah. pretty easily. But you have to do it well after anything that can control board has gone. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about my spring the trap here in a minute. At this point, I got the advantage on the activations a little bit, so it helped too. Because yeah. I had killed a few things. I got, I got extremely lucky with Cassandra. She managed to kill an Illuminated by red jokering him on back-to-back attack like turns so <laughs> so like turn one she nimbled and charged it was might have been turn two but nimbled and charged him and hit red joker to knock him down to like one wound and then he healed up and then the next turn i hit red joker to knock him down to one wound and then killed him so nice. yeah that was pretty brutal like she and then she proceeded to run away because it was collect the bounty i don't think i said that mm. so and how was the? She was the only henchman on the. Man, she'd be really good at collect the bounty. Just in the oh, not collect the bounty. Um, uh, headhunter, because she could. Yeah. Kill something, or she could hit something with her sword, trigger, get steel freeze, hit something with freeze, nimble, and pick up overhead. Yeah. No, she's she is good. She was very good in the headhunter originally. So. Uh, the other the other thing is being able to push on a charge in and push out and grab yeah. a head was good. I got the defense trigger. So, well, I think yeah, that's no, actually. Uh, I think that actually doesn't work because the defense trigger happens before you would place the head. I was just. Well, no, it's, I'm saying today. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying if she already, if there's already a head in the area, mm. and someone charges in to engage you, you can push out of engagement to grab the head. Oh yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Also, her ability to southern charm and then try and walk away and giving them a negative to the true. attack. Very good. She ended up being a real star in that one. And then collect the bounty. She got the one kill. I, I think I ended up getting three or four points for collect, two for spring, and the three for frame. So that was good. I it must have been three for collect the bounty. I think we tied one on one turn. The turn that he killed, uh, I think he killed two minions, and I killed the strong arm and we tied one turn. Mm. But yeah, it was pretty lopsided in there. Which is good. And that was the last game of the gaining grounds. I think I ended up in 18th place, I asked. Out of 30. So. Nice. <laughs> Mid-table. Uh, yeah. Prizes were given out. The qualifiers were... I don't remember all the names, but <laughs> happy to qualify. Mainly, I just want to shout out to... Colin, who plays at our local store, who did qualify on three wins, so that was really cool to see him. Way to go, Colin! See him get in there. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I think he was playing Arcanist as well. 
<clears throat> much better than I. <laughs> he had silent ones. That's all it was, really. Well, he's probably using a, you know, the mechanical writer in. Yeah, I don't You're a better no. man for not having having used the writer. Is all I'm trying to say. Okay, that's all. Yeah, I did it the the hard way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and see where it got me. <laughs> <coughs> you said you have some other games or no? I did. I had two games yesterday. Um, I played against Chris. Chris. Chris has been um, sort of bouncing between his flavor of the months in that. Uh, the week before last, he's the guy who beat me twice with uh, Karai. It was devastating. Um, this week he play. He's he's playing a lot of Ironsides. He's like, you know, I have Molly. I'm thinking about putting her together, but right now I'm just I'm so into playing Ironsides that I just want to play her and nothing but her forever. I just want to continue to play. Ironsides. So uh, I wanted to I wanted to try and get a couple more of my wrestlers done. I think I've just about decided that I'm going to try and um, get out of the reserve faction after I'm done playing my games with them. I've only got one game to go at this point. Um, but I wanted to run... I had I have one game with Karai and, one, and two games with Molly left at that point. So I jumped in with a Molly game knowing I wanted to play at least one with Molly. I borrowed all of the hoarders. And so I think I went Molly... Um, Toshiro... Some other stuff. No, I don't think I brought many. Like I think I brought Bet, and I brought. Uh, man, uh, Necropunks. I brought double Necropunks in both of my games because I don't own Krugans. Um, and then I went, I went Forgotten Life instead of Forgotten Path because I always go Forgotten Path, and I promised myself I'd play at least one Horror Molly, and I'm glad I did because she's way better. Um. Because if you look at what you can summon on a 10-up, or an 11-up rather, it's either a Shikome, which are good, or a Punk Zombie, which are really good, especially if you're looking to summon them next to a bunch of models, you know? So yeah, like, the Punk Zombies are phenomenal with Molly. I'm going to go summon a Punk Zombie into this group of five things. That's going to give me five health. You all have to test or take damage. All right, you done taking damage? Good. I'm going to go ahead and use my zero action to give him an attack action. He's going to use his one action, slice and dice. Everyone has to take a test or take damage. Um, yeah. That was, that was brutal. Um, I think I summoned mostly that. I may have summoned a couple of... Um, I kept wanting to find a reason to summon a bell, but I never needed to. But the fun part was I brought Sybil, and uh, we both took Spring the Trap. And here was here was the sort of the Spring the Trap tap. He killed one of my um, Necropunks. I jumped my other Necropunk in. Uh, I gave him fast with Tashiro. And so he leapt in, dropped a scheme marker just outside of uh, Tony's range, and then charged her. So that in order for Tony to leave, she would have to either break engagement off of it and a punk zombie, or uh, kill it, kill the punk zombie, and then still move out of the out of the way of the token. I only got one point for it, but that ended up being sort of the important point for the game. Um, and then he did a bunch of stuff, like he charged in with a mechanical rider and dropped a bunch of tokens around my guy. And I was like, oh well, this is easy. Uh, so I took Sybil and I walked away from everything and I used my zero action to yank her out of the the point the trap points. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and do this. Call Bell. 
boom, I'm out of there. I'm out of range. Um, yeah. And the problem was is that pulled, and then they just started killing everything. So everything inside of the, we were doing extraction. So everything that was near the informant marker got yanked out or killed. So I started losing points on the the strategy. I think I ended up going seven six. Like I went halfway through the game, I went to go grab another beer, and I'm like, I think I'm doing really well. This is probably gonna go well. No, no, yeah, I think he's got me seven to six. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> And he did. He, he ended up taking me 7-6. It was a good game, though. It felt close all the way through. Uh, he plays Ironsides very well. He did some stuff with Ironsides I wouldn't have really thought about. Uh, he uses Rush them a lot, which is the one that lets you zero action to place into base-to-base with the enemy model. There's no test on it, so you just do it. Um, so he was using that to sort of bounce around the board a lot. That's something I don't do a lot of. Um, the other thing that uh, the thing that he was doing that I would do is he was using a lot of come and get, come and get some. Or are you looking at me? To drag, I usually use it to drag friendlies in, but it's it's got a really high cast, um, so dragging enemy models in is pretty is pretty easy, um, and then making them make an attack against you, they're going to be at a double negative to the damage. So it's like this is the reason you use it. You, they're going to be double negative to the damage. You're going to take minimum, but then you can almost always guarantee with a soul stone or with a card in your hand that if they miss or if they hit you, you're going to get to do a damage flip back to them. Um, so that was pretty good. And our second game, I uh, went with Karai in a reckoning list. Uh, I decided I wasn't going to. I was going to try and play Karai without a lot of summoning. Then my first turn, I got an eleven and twelve of uh, crows, and so I was like, <laughs> "Well, there goes that." So I summoned off of the Zamu. Uh, and then I healed him, and then I summoned off of Izamu again, and then I summoned a Seishin, and then the Seishin healed Izamu, and then uh, Izamu healed himself. No, I think the Seishin healed one of the um, one of the Shikome, and um, Izamu healed himself, and then I flew the other Shikome over to the Lost Love, who healed it. So I had two, I basically had two Shikomis at near full health for free on turn one. Um, it just meant I lost a lot of AP on turn one, but it gave him a chance to sort of move my way so I'd get more counter charge. Um, he just, like, it, I played both of my crews really well. I don't think I was making a ton of mistakes. Like, there wasn't a point where I was like, oh, if I just hadn't charged this thing here, or oh, if I just, it was almost all if he hadn't double flipped severe against me on damage, or if he hadn't, um, you know, flipped a red joker right then, or if I hadn't, you know, not had any cards in hand uh, to do this. Um, he also, as a big correct player, knew exactly how to keep me from summoning the Akirio. So I didn't, I think I summoned the Akirio maybe once. Uh, and it was pretty, it was during a pretty important time, but he was just able to, Keep his keep his things that needed to be alive alive just a little longer than me, and uh, I I think my crew was a rogue necro. Uh, the oh man, it was a bunch of bigs. So it was rogue necro. The armor, he's on with the armor. Yeah. And well, that's like twenty points right there. So. Yeah, and one other thing that was really big. What was it? Did I save it? I think I saved it. Anyway. With Karai? Was it 
Datsuba? No. Or was it another big? Was it the Val Victoria? No. It I'm should have been the Val Victoria. <laughs> um, oh, man. Is it still saved on my... I don't know. Really. Ah, let's cut this part out. We'll cut this. We probably won't. <laughs> uh, um, what other big Rezzer models are there? Oh, man. Since I've done that, I uh, I posted a crew for... I think a Nessie wants to know question, and now it's gone. Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Well, I'm there are I'm here up right now. Come on, Izamu, yes. Yeah, Rogue Macro, yes. Was it an emissary? Yeah, it was Ian Panaglia. Oh yeah, no. And uh, he shot the shit out of Ian really early with the captain and killed it. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It was, it was, it was like turn two. I think it was one of the things that he he ended up getting me. I think on uh, scheme, no, on strategy. He beat me on strategy. I wasn't able to kill enough things fast enough. I think I got maybe yeah, two points. Right. And he got three. Yeah, it was a good game though. Yeah. Chris is always well, a really strong player. Yeah. I'm glad that he's around and is beating the crap out of me. I can't wait till I start playing uh, crews that I'm good with again. So, uh, Maybe I, had, I, just stick I, to him. Go ahead. I played a reckoning game versus Ken. That was our we did reckoning, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty rough. I went with uh, a game for the 10 with Colette, so I wanted to mess out. And, and then I repacked my bag when I got home and said, I need games with Colette before I understand how to play her. <laughs> realized one of the biggest. Like this, this is just a huge in the tournament. We forgot artificial balls. Like oh just, man! Yeah, yeah I just did for my memory. Balls. So there's, <laughs> so that's you know, however many triggers or whatever you know that I didn't get to do. <laughs> yeah, that's one extra card from prompt to turn, or that's one not yeah. dying on Colette because of death defying per turn. Yeah, no, it was huge. Hey, don't play a master for six months and then just like I'm gonna play it in this tournament. You're gonna make stuff like that happen. But uh, I remembered it in our game versus Ken, so that was good. Uh, not that it really ended up mattering. He was getting pretty murdery with Ophelia. Uh, I had a vendetta on the whiskey golem with Joss. That seemed good, being that he's a construct and armory and stuff. And then he had Vendetta with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bert Jebson on Cassandra. Nice. Yeah, so. Oh, gross. <laughs> he actually ended up just completely messing himself up. Like, he moved Bert up, and then I charged Bert with Cassandra. Didn't kill him. And then he said, well, I'll weaken him up with Ophelia to set up Bert killing her next turn. And proceeded to just shoot Cassandra off the table completely. No, no. Without revealing, without revealing Vendetta. So, so he got, he was able to get some points from that, though, right? I think that it's no, because it wasn't revealed, unless oh, we played oh, it wrong. Wow. <laughs> uh, keep going. I'm gonna go ahead and look that up because I think that you can get. Yeah. But we didn't. We the way we played it, it didn't matter because he was one six to five or five to four anyway. Yeah. Uh, I I did get my full points for Vendetta. Um, uh, I. 
the, yeah, the weird thing about the vendetta that we weren't we weren't sure on, and maybe you can clear this up, is that if the it's because it's if the noted enemy model is killed by the noted friendly model, score three VP. Whether mm -hmm. or not this was revealed, but then the the what you're thinking of is uh, if the noted model is not in play at the end of the game, this scheme and this scheme is revealed, score an additional one VP. Oh, okay. But you can't reveal it unless your first attack is against it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm unless there's like a rule that you can just reveal schemes whenever oh, you want. Oh, that sounds right, man. But that's how we played it. It ended up not mattering. But he got yeah. So he shot himself out of no points for that. But he also put himself a huge bit ahead with model count and everything else. So it ended up working out for him. Uh, he, we actually, I think he scored two points for Reckoning, and I only scored one, so that was the biggest difference. Uh, Howard managed to not do anything, because I needed to not attack the Whiskey Gallon with him, because I wanted Joss to do it. Because so, he ignored armor? Well, just because he was the Vendetta, so... Oh, yeah. I didn't want to accidentally kill the whiskey along with Howard the same way. So he... You know, catching a, catching a decapitate trigger or something. Unfortunately, the only thing he could charge was Ophelia, who squealed away, and yeah. <laughs> then Charging Ophelia to... is always rough. Charging any yeah. of the Gremlin Masters is usually pretty difficult, because they're like, oh, I've got a squeal, yeah. so I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and take one damage and then run. Yeah, the setup was tough, because I couldn't really do anything else with them. And I needed to like put some pressure over there, so I charged him in, and then he proceeded to get murdered after making one attack. So mm. <laughs> that didn't work out so well. Uh, I had a performer who didn't really do much, an arcane effigy who didn't really do much, and Joss who did a bunch but didn't do enough to win. I ended up prompt. He he got me my one reckoning point by killing the whiskey alum, and then getting prompted over to kill a young lacrosse so that was good and then it really came down to the uh, initiative flip on I think it was turn four and if I had won I could have activated Colette and maybe killed Ophelia just because I was in range for my saber and she was on pretty low wounds at that point which would have denied three points for entourage and been a huge swing obviously yeah uh, and then also I could have prompted Joss to like make an attack and or push away and drop a scheme marker for breakthrough. Right. Uh, I had a metal game in trying to get breakthrough, but he got caught by uh, Bert and Maris and just lit on fire and died. And then, <laughs> and then uh, my arcane was trying to push away and get out there too, but she got killed on turn five. So yeah, if I'd won that turn four initiative, it would have been a. I probably could have pulled it out depending on the flips. So yeah, but. He won the initiative, proceeded to murder Joss and Colette, so. <laughs> back. Did he do Joss first? Yeah. Good man. You don't well, want to try and kill you don't want to try and kill um, Colette if you've got the ability to slough off damage or slough off a sacrifice or something. Mm -hmm. I was out of Soul Sons at that point too. I mean I had the, I had my artificial but Yeah, it was pretty brutal. He ended up winning it was either six to five or five to four. Because mm. I didn't get, yeah, it should have been five to four. He's a good guy. I'm glad so you guys listen to each other. Yeah, it was nice. And that was at Guild of Blades. So that was our first time over there. Yeah. I hope you guys start up a, a nice community there. We're going to need some terrain. So. <laughs>
the terrain selection was very limited, but we're going to work on that. So, so do you have an overview? Because I got my overview all typed up. No, I've mean? got I've got uh, three games left with Lynch. Oh, that yeah, I got that. Two games left with Bruy. Three, two games left with Ophelia, and one game left with uh, Molly. That is eight games total to go. That is wow. 93% of the way to my goal. Nice. And well, I think I, the way I'm doing it is if I can get one one extra game in sometime, maybe on Tuesday, I don't know. Um, if I can get one extra game in, I can get everything except for 10 Thunders done. Uh, in two weeks, or maybe one week, if I if I get an extra game in, um, and then just switch into Ten Thunders. Yeah, and just stick there for the rest of it. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about sticking in with the Ten Thunders for a little while after we're done with the challenge. I don't know if I talked about it on cast. I've talked about it a lot online. Um, the the masters that I have in Ten Thunders and Shenlong, who's coming out, and I really wanted to get. Uh, were really, really, really exciting to me. I love all four of the, four and or five of these masters that I've got or are wanting to get, and they're all like they all have such dynamically different and interesting playstyles that they're. I think I want to spend some serious time in the faction. Um, playing Lynch is so much fun, and playing Brewmaster is such a is such a denial. Like I don't I don't play a lot of denial crews, but for some reason Brewmaster uh, sort of triggers with me. McCabe and Shenlong both do. Um, uh, scheme marker and movement based scheme so well and May does um, center of the board beat em up so it's like they run a really good gamut and I just want to I want to try uh, what I think what I'm going to do next is I'm going to spend uh, uh, some amount of time in 10 Thunders and I'm going to keep a record of uh, I'm going to keep an Adam style uh, log of uh, crews I took schemes and strats I played them in and then uh, win loss draw ratio per master, and um, and then how many points I scored per what um, strategy and scheme. Yeah, try and get some metrics. Yeah. That's cool. So I have a lot of games left. <laughs> if if I was going to five, I would have exactly five games left, though, which is exciting. Nice. Because <laughs> I have four with Pandora to play and one with Lucius. Everybody else I've played at least five games with, so that's really cool. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with uh, Neverborn for a little bit and try and catch up Pandora and Lucius. And then I think I'm actually going to go Ten Thunders as well to play Lynch and Yanlo as Ten Thunders. Up from five? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I have five on, I have seven on Yanlo, so I only have a few left. But I think playing just ten thunders is fun. I got some minions I can try. I like, I just like the dynamic of the faction. So, man, I wish I had, I wish I had one Torakage left. Yeah, because they're cool. They're cool models. No, yeah, they're really nice, and I don't use them that much. Like I use them a little bit, but they're not. Uh, I don't think I used three hardly ever, so. We may have to have yeah. a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so that's where I'm at. I didn't figure out actual math, but I'm done with Arcanist completely, so I think that's actually my first list. 
if you don't count all the dual faction stuff, you know, is that complicates things like Mizaki's done and, <laughs> but I have so many other 10 thunders that are both dual faction. Yeah. But yeah. So I didn't buy any new masters at Gen Con. So that was good. Proud. Proud of you. Someone asked me if, if I was using Crossroads and if I was going to have to add, play five games with them or not. <laughs> and I said, I'm glad I didn't buy them because I probably would have, but I'll be done with my five games challenge by the time they release. <laughs> yeah, so it'll work out good. You don't have to actually play them. <laughs> well, I think the reason I would want them isn't necessarily to play the band, but it is to play the... Um, to play the the two or three models that tie in well, though yeah. I like the concept of having the band in your back pocket because I think I haven't I haven't really dived into the rules yet, but I've heard tell that you can play them in any faction as as a math as the band like you can take Wrath as the master in any faction and then give him the upgrade in any faction. Yeah. Um, so if I were to say, oh, I'm playing guild, and they're like, all right, well, I'm going to deal with armor and or shooting crews and we're gonna build this kind of crew and it's like oh all of a sudden it's aura and manipulation yeah that <laughs> um, the limiting factor on that's the fact that you don't have hardly any soul stones left for any upgrades so you can't go like bring you in 10 thunders and everyone has recall training or you know i'm gonna bring you an arcanist and everyone can discard for fast or, you know but you so. could have him in in 10 thunders and he's got misdirection or you could have him in Outcast, and he has I pay better. Yeah, so you get like the one upgrade. That might be all you need. Yeah, which is neat. I mean, I pay better. They're all mercenaries. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it seems like a, I saw the models today, and they look really good. They're really nice models, so I'll I'll probably get that eventually. But I'm in no rush to pick them up. Yeah. They're not out yet. They're not released. So. Is there anything else you want to talk about about JCon? Sure. Okay. We played an Enforcer Brawl. That was fun. Who did you go with? That was really cool. Because I know there was really I took a, lot of, a lot of debate. Bert Jebson. And I attached the upgrade stilts. Nice. I was leaning towards Dirty Cheater, but then I like saw stilts. I'm like, this is just better by a lot. So stilts lets you discard it from a melee attack to reduce damage. It also makes you height too, which is less relevant, but, you know, can, can come up in certain cases. I'll tell you, it can be important. Yeah, in certain cases. This is an Enforcer Brawl, so I don't have to worry about Ama or Flesh Constructs, so no, no, <laughs> no Swallow You Hold or whatever. Uh, this, this was a really fun format. We played four people to a table. Uh, we bounced around, got to meet a bunch of new people, which was great. Uh, a lot of chatting. Uh, played against Nothing Beast once. He was really good. Howard, saw a lot of Howard. He was good. The Lone Swordsman, I saw him. Oh, he was, so he did really well. He, he murdered me twice. It was brutal. Like He just got good deployment, got the drop on me twice, and managed to murder me. So that yeah, was rough. He's got, yeah, he's got the zero action walk the earth, so he can zero action to push and then charge. So he's got a really long charge range. If you need yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I, yeah, that was the, the, he was one that was really cool that I want to check out for the future for playing that format. Just because he's fun. He's not too expensive. Uh, 
that's part of it is that the way it balances out is if you have a cheaper model, you're worth less points to hit and kill. Like you don't, they don't get in as many points. And if you have a more expensive model, you give up more points when people kill you. Like if you're so, running a Teddy. Yeah. You'd be worth or a Rider. If you're running a. Yeah, uh, or who's seven. Yeah. If you bring, if you bring, uh, what's his name? The little kid Iggy for five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Except. He's really not going to kill much. No, so. um, I heard that Gracie is one of the better ones in there, but she's got lots of expensive. No, that's a no. lie. Well, actually, in the way that the way we originally played it, the way you deployed, you deployed eight inches from any model when you redeployed. But in the actual format we played at Gen Con, it is you deploy within six inches of whatever board edge you flip. So she'd probably be a little better in that but her charge range is only six and her melee range is one which makes her very uh slow mm. so in the game i played originally with her she was having like when you deployed eight inches away you couldn't get back in the action you know you know it would like be you... fun though no an oxfordian mage with the blood ward yeah six stone and no, four there's stone. a lot of yeah mm -hmm. Melee uh, ability. I think he has uh, the zero. They they do some crazy damage potentially. And if you have the melee the melee upgrade, you can charge and make two attacks on charge, and then the zero as well. Um, yeah. And if you've got a good turret position, you can furious blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a big part of it is being able to get back in the game. You know, is important. So having. The, you know, being able to move quickly and get over to where the action is. That was part of it was because we played the small, we only had four people on a table. I think I think in the second one, they played with more people on a table, and that was probably better mm. just because you're less likely to be like, oh, it's turn five, and I flipped this, and now I'm 25 inches away from all the fighting, like, <laughs> which happened a couple. Yeah, so you're just like, I'll reckless and run 15 inches, and hopefully someone won't die before I get there, <laughs> you know? So that was the that was one of the things. Or you'd get the situation where you'd flip really well, and this happened in my very first game. I flipped, and I I got killed like first activation with Bert. And then you the way it works is you redeploy. So like when it comes to be your activation turn, you just redeploy at that point and get your activation for the turn. Yeah. So getting killed isn't as bad as it sounds. Uh, and I popped up right behind a pale rider and just murdered it on turn one. Nice. As, you know. Riders are a lot of points, eh? Yeah. So I got, I think it was already injured, so I only got four points. But. Man, if you could do that with a, I mean, a dead rider would be good, because I think they heal, right? No, that's, is that hooded? Uh, I don't know. Pale, pale heels. I'm not sure on the riders. Uh, but yeah, no, the pale was good. He, he saw him a couple times. Uh, the other thing about the stilts is the way it works with the upgrades is that you, when you discard an upgrade, if you're then killed after that, when you resummon, you attach it again. So the discard upgrades are really key in that as well. Yeah, your stilts being able to discard for the yeah. damage to one or whatever, and then get it back as soon as you die. Mm -hmm. And More that's if you're really hard to attack because well, he's still got his fucking stilts. Sounds like a terrible yeah. idea. On that. We uh, that was our the last game. This is the one that I have to call out because it was just too much fun. 
it was we I showed up to the table with my Burt Jepson and noticed across from me there was a guy with Burt Jepson and to my left there was a guy with Burt Jepson and then our fourth player showed up and he was playing Izamo. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the funniest game by far. Because they all have to all sorts of, like, take dirty cheater. Yeah, no, we we all brought stilts. We all <laughs> drop like could be cheaper, but it's too good to do that. <laughs> Just not bringing stilts, and that's why I'd be the one cheaper, so I'd get two points and then <laughs> the extra point if I killed him. But I ended up not because Azamu was there. <laughs> well, I like the idea of Azamu too because you can potentially kill something with the um, warrior's death. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a big one. I think it came up a couple times in that game to the the hit you back. It came up in the, another game I played too, where Azamu got a free swing, which was really good for him. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. We we were laughing the whole time, and Azamu like- was just getting murdered. So <laughs> I want to try that. Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, the Enforcer Brawl is quite a fun format. I think that I would do it again. Uh, I. I don't. It's not a balanced format by any means, but it's a really good like, you know, meet four new people and play for like an hour, and then meet four new people and play for like an hour. Yeah, it's really interesting because you just you put all these faces, you know, with names and oh hey, how's it going, you know, sort of stuff. It, it's just it sort of opens up the the event really well, where everyone's playing like a bunch of different people that you've never played before. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I think the talk is that it might not be a qualifier for the avatars next year, just because it is so, like, just completely random. So, yeah. we'll see. I've heard. I, I've I'm heard definitely all right with that. But it's very fun in terms of uh, just getting to meet people and flip cards. And I think it'd be even more fun if it wasn't if there weren't people trying to qualify. You know. Yeah. If there was, was less pressure. Yeah, I think that that wouldn't hurt the event. It would make it even more loose and just fun. I just hope that people still play it. Which, being that it's not a lot of time, and it's a lot of fun, you know, I could see that for sure. People want to right. play it. So, I wish I'd gotten to play in the one with uh, more people too. I think that would have been really nice with like five or six people. Mm-hmm. So that was the Enforcer Ball, and that was all the event: the one henchman, the one Enforcer, and then the Gaining Grounds. Had a lot of fun that. Walked to the exhibit hall a bunch. Uh, played some board games a little bit. I didn't pick do any pickup games just because didn't didn't really fit with my schedule. Yeah. That was super yeah, jelly, so. man. All you guys all together. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a lot of fun. People yeah. were asking about Rudy a little bit too, so maybe in the future. Up. Somebody some people were asking about you, Why is oh, yeah. Rudy? He moved to the West Coast. <laughs> it's really far away. <laughs> that is true. That is a true fact. Yeah. No, it was good, though. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do it again. Financial. I mean, same thing I said last year. This time. If I had to choose between to go to this or Adepticon, I would choose Adepticon just because it's the one that I'm familiar with. It's the one that I... <laughs> No, I guess. I don't know. Um, the thing that, like, that if I had to pick between the two would be Adepticon, just because it is mentioned. I do like board games and I play them a lot, but I like the miniatures 
you know, just focused stuff. Yeah. It's also just a lot. It's a more intimate. I know that sounds ridiculous because it's 3,000 people at Adepticon or 2,000 plus. So you're all in the same hotel complex usually because it's the hotel attached. Whereas this, it was, you know, there's 50,000 people. So there's every hotel room is full and you're like, <laughs> you know, you're taking rides, you know, you're getting Ubers to go home to your hotel rather than just walking upstairs. Right. So, and the venue for Adepticon last year, which they're going back to is fantastic. So Nice. Which I will most likely be at, barring some sort of craziness. I mean, I keep talking about trying to squirrel away money. And now it's like buying a house. Yeah, that that could. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, depending on how it works out, you know. Still, yeah. you could host your own convention in your house. Really. It's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> if we get yeah. this place, no, man, that's cool. I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air, but it is it is crazy. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. That's really exciting. Uh, no, it's way more exciting than Adepticon. I admit. Miss Adepticon for one year and get a house. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm staring at my like I just don't have like yeah, you can have you can actually build terrain. I mean shoot. Right? <laughs> like me, I'm like so cramped, it's like there's no room. <laughs> I barely have room for models. Claire Claire's excited because it's gonna give her a um like a crafting area for to to sell and yeah. stuff in. I'm like, yep. yeah, that makes sense. That is, that is a problem. But Adepticon, man. Apartment living. <laughs> yeah, no, Adepticon is it's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm going to actually get to go for like more than one day, so that's exciting. Well, don't jinx it. <laughs> I already, already, already got the hotel room. So. <laughs> but other than that, your job last year. Yeah, other than that. I think that's oh, I didn't it. have the hotel room the whole time. No, uh, yeah, that was it. I think that was a good episode. I think. Thank you for uh, listening. To join us next time. Me. Hopefully, when uh, Ken is not dying. Looking for Ken. Try and get him on the air. Still excited that he's a part <laughs> of us. One of us. Google. We're not just. He is a real person. He does exist. We didn't just invent him. He's been on our and show. And then now we'll be old. <laughs> no. It's so, yeah, we'll be uh, recording that, and then we'll have three Gremlins players on the podcast. Yeah, we will. We should just become the new Gremlins podcast. And I think, really, one more Gremlin player than other podcasts. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You're going to edit the thing in, right? Okay. I am, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like how when we actually run out of stuff to talk, we can just keep talking for a little bit. Thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You can reach us by email at mwmpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at, at mwmpodcast. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Or, <laughs> or more whatever. Than a week. <laughs> Good night. Good enough. <laughs>
fables and stories to warn me of the dangers that were laying before me to keep it in a rest and she would hide the lesson to guide my direction provide the right message in time i developed a sense of her embellishments hence i was rebellious against what she was telling me when i was a teen i pretended that my demons were friends i defended the place yo and that was the case slurred speech tripping off of my face the world creeped as i slipped to the awfulest place you could imagine not the average things you see on acid my granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet laughing in a raspy tone covered in maggots a snack on his mass of the bone i couldn't grasp it did it double dismount